Are you considering the Oncology Specialist Certification Exam? Then you definitely don't want to miss our new workshop on April 20th. At this workshop, I'll be covering three things that you need to start your application on the right foot. Head over to theoncopt.com specialization to register for our April 20th workshop. Again, that's theoncopt.com specialization, and we can't wait to see you there. I don't want to scare you away from this exam because this is a really, really worthwhile endeavor if you're going in for the right reasons. Welcome to the Onco PT Podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent Onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. Hey, Onco PT, and welcome to this episode of the Onco PT Podcast. At the time of this recording, it's April of 2022 which means that the deadline for the ABPTS Oncology Specialty Certification Exam is just around the corner. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at what you need to get started and then what you'll need to continue the process successfully for the ABPTS Oncology Specialty Certification Exam. We're going to talk about the things that you'll expect to see as part of your application and then some things you need to focus on to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. So first of all, what exactly is this exam? For those of you who are unfamiliar with the specialty certification exam, ABPTS is the American Board of Physical Therapy Specialties, and they oversee the specialty examination process for all of the specialties within physical therapy, including oncology. And so the specialty certification exams are a process by which you demonstrate your expertise, your extreme competence when it comes to treating a specific patient population. And for our purposes, this is the OncoPT podcast, we are going to talk about the oncology specialty certification. So as a part of this, you have to submit an application, you then submit a case report, and then you eventually will go on to take the exam. Now, we've talked about the exam in previous episodes. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. I encourage you to go back to those episodes. But what we're really going to focus on today is why you should apply for the ABPTS oncology exam, why you shouldn't apply for the ABPTS oncology exam, and then the steps you'll need in order to successfully apply for the exam. As a part of applying for the ABPTS oncology exam, there's a lot that goes into this process. As we've talked about previously on this podcast, you have to submit an application, you have to submit a case report, and both of these have to actually be accepted before you are given permission to then sign up for the exam. So this is a really beefy, sometimes strenuous process. And I don't tell you this to turn you away from this. In fact, I'm very pro-exam for a few different reasons we'll talk about here shortly. But this is a process that you have to prepare yourself for. It's not a walk in the park, but it's totally worth it if you go in with the right mindset. So first up, we need to talk about what are some reasons that you should not apply for this exam. Again, this is a really, really big process. It takes a lot of time and effort to go into this. And so we want to make sure that you're going into this, you're approaching this with the right mindset. So number one, if you are applying, if you are pursuing certification because you want extra letters after your name, don't do this. A, you actually don't get any extra letters after your name anymore. 
that's a whole different story. We'll talk about that some other time. But this is not a good enough reason as a sole purpose behind why you are pursuing specialty certification. Again, this is a really, really big process. And your heart and your mind have to be in the right place because just pursuing letters after your name is not going to be enough to really carry you through the hard times when studying gets really hard. So number one, if you want extra letters after your name and that's the only reason, don't take this exam. Number two reason you should not apply for the oncology exam is a pay raise. Now maybe if you work at an institution that really values continuing education and advancement as far as profession career-wise here, maybe you'll get a pay raise. But a lot of the people that I've talked to who have gone on to get their specialty certification don't actually get a significant pay raise. And that's a really tough pill to swallow. And I know that I'm probably going to get some flack here. I know that generally APTA and ABPTS would argue against this. I haven't seen significant increases in my colleagues or my pay as a result of being a oncology specialty certified clinician. Now, maybe in the future, I'll have to retract this episode, which would be amazing. But if you are pursuing this specialty certification exam solely for a pay raise, you are going to be disappointed. I would really encourage you against this. And then the number three reason why you should not apply for the oncology specialty certification exam is that everyone else is doing it. Not everyone else is doing it, but again, if this is the sole motivating factor behind why you think you should apply for and then take this exam, you are going to be very disappointed and very frustrated. Amazing. I'm glad that some of your peers are preparing for this exam, are going to apply for this exam, but your heart and your mind, again, have to really be in the right place so that you can pursue this and basically stick it out for the long run. Because again, this is a very significant process that I want you to be prepared for. So again, I don't want you to scare, I don't want to scare you away from this exam because this is a really, really worthwhile endeavor if you're going in for the right reasons. So here's three reasons to actually apply for this exam. And again, I would really encourage you, if this is something you're really interested in, definitely do it. So if you want to deepen your knowledge of oncologic physical therapy, apply for this exam, prepare for this exam, because this single-handedly up-leveled my knowledge and appreciation of cancer and cancer treatments and how they all relate back to my job as the physical therapist beyond what I could have really achieved any other way. It would have truly taken me years to get to the point where I am today if I had not prepared for and then sat for the exam. I truly believe that with all of my heart. Number two, if you want to better serve your patients who have cancer or have a history of cancer, definitely apply for and prepare for this exam. Again, because of the knowledge that I gained through the process of preparing for this exam, taking this exam, I know that I know so much more than what I ever could have done in that year. So I took about a year, eh, like nine months to really start preparing for this. Again, this wasn't like every day I'm studying, but, you know, a few weekends out of the out of the month, I was preparing for this exam with my study buddies, and that was really, really helpful. 
But I know that the knowledge I gained from this and then was able to start applying back into my clinical practice, absolutely worth it. And I know that I was better able to serve my patients in my community better because of this process. Even before I took the exam and passed the exam, I knew that I was better applying my knowledge and this information that I had gained as part of this preparation And I, again, I know that that would have taken me years on my own, piecemealing different continuing education courses together to get to this point. So if you want to better serve your patients with cancer, definitely apply and prepare for this exam. And then number three, if you want to advance the standard of excellence in cancer rehab, I highly encourage you apply for and prepare for this exam. Because when we have more clinicians who have this advanced level of knowledge and then application to their patients when we're working with people who have cancer, that is raising the bar for everybody. That is truly raising the standard. And notice here, I didn't say the more specialty clinicians we have. That's not necessarily the case. The more clinicians we have who have this significant amount of high-level knowledge and can then apply it to their patients in their communities, that raises the standard for everybody. And what that means is our communities are being better served, our patients are getting better care, and we are truly launching cancer rehab and oncology physical therapy into, I think, the next stratosphere. I'm a huge fan of this. Again, I am a board-certified oncologic clinical specialist. I really encourage people to do this for the right reasons. And I truly believe that if we are really going to advance our practice, advance our profession, make cancer rehab truly a standard of care for every person diagnosed with cancer, then this is absolutely one of the best ways that we can implement to achieve that. So I know I started with reasons why not to apply for the exam. I think your heart and your mind really have to be in the right place to undertake this very significant journey. I highly encourage you to do so. I would not take it back. I'm absolutely very glad that I did. And I really hope that you're considering this as well. So now that we've kind of talked through reasons as far as why you should, why you shouldn't, here's the steps you need to actually apply for the oncologic specialty certification exam. So step one, you have to be a licensed physical therapist. There's no way around it. To my PTAs in the audience, I'm sorry, there is not this available for PTAs right now. I'm hoping in the future it will be because we definitely need that specialty practice. But for now, have to be a licensed physical therapist. And I'm pretty sure you have to be in good standing um, (laughs) with your professional licensing board. That's some of the information I saw on the internet. So, you know, like, don't be a bad PT. So have to be a PT, and then you have to start working as a PT. So this is not something that you can go in right after you graduate from PT school and start doing because you need 2,000 hours, at least 2,000 hours of direct oncologic patient care or you have to have completed a residency in oncologic physical therapy before you can actually apply for this exam. So it's not just a, I know I will meet the 2,000 hours by the time you know I, I take the exam. You have to have proof of those 2,000 hours. Again, direct patient care, 
at least 2,000 hours in oncologic physical therapy before you can actually apply for this exam. So that might mean that you're working a few years, couple years, maybe more, before you actually get all of those hours. And you do have to submit proof of that. Um, we can talk more about that at our upcoming webinar, but you do have to have at least 2,000 hours of direct oncologic patient care or completed that residency in oncologic physical therapy. General recommendation, I would let your employer know that you are pursuing this because they do have to sign off on your hours saying, yes, this PT has definitely completed these hours. I attest to this. And then they can move forward because you do have to have that approved as part of your application. And then the last thing that we're going to talk about today is the case report. So again, this is part of that initial application requirement. You do have to have a completed case report submitted as part of your application and that case report has to be approved. So once you submit it, the board who reviews the case report says, yes, this is a great case report. Awesome. We see that you are definitely a advanced clinician who has specialty practice expertise in here. And then you can move forward with actually, okay, now that I've gotten approval, I can actually schedule my exam and then I need to start preparing for it. So this case report is just what it sounds. It's a case report that demonstrates your specialty practice in oncologic physical therapy. So it does need to be a, can a, you know, a patient who has cancer or maybe had cancer. And it needs to demonstrate that you are a competent, frankly, expert clinician in this field. And that can kind of sound intimidating. Again, if I can do it, you can totally do it too. And I think some people get a little turned off by the case report requirement. This is not actually standard across all ABPTS specialty certification exams. There's just a few that require this, and oncology is one of them. One of the big reasons that I think oncology requires the case report is because it is so new. While cancer rehab and physical therapists treating people with cancer is not a new thing, the exam itself is new. And the amount of research and resources we have available for oncology physical therapy absolutely just pale in comparison to when we think about, you know, neurophysical therapy, orthopedic physical therapy. There's so much more of a robust knowledge base for each of those specialties compared to oncologic physical therapy. So for oncologic physical therapy, I think because it is still so new, it's so fresh, we don't have that robust knowledge base, a case report is a really excellent opportunity for the board to determine that, okay, yes, this person is actually appropriate for taking the exam and then can move forward with, okay, like, okay, now you can actually take the exam here. So that is something that I think I was a little unprepared for when I started this process a couple years ago, but ultimately I think it is a good thing because it really, it really makes us as the clinician question some of the things that we're doing with our patients and are these actually the best things, the best approaches, the best interventions for our patients? And I'm not going to lie, as I was writing my case report, I definitely had to think about, okay, why did I do that? Why am I doing this in my practice? Was there something 
better that I could have done? Could I have approached this patient case with a little different perspective in order to improve their outcomes? And one thing to consider here is that your case report does not have to be this amazing patient who did their HEP perfectly and everything went well and now they're cancer free and they're off living their best life training to climb Mount Everest. That is not at all what this case report is about. It's all about demonstrating that you have expertise in treating this patient population and that you can explain and talk about why you did the things you did, but also reflecting on maybe if I had to do it over again, I would change this. And that's okay. So for example, and I'll talk more about this at our upcoming webinar, my patient actually had a few complications as a part of their their cancer journey and their physical therapy journey with me. And so it definitely threw a wrench into some of our plans when it came to treatment and working with this patient. And there were absolutely some things that reflecting now and reflecting then, I totally should have changed. Like, there was definitely a better approach, but at the time, that's what I knew and that's what I thought was best. And that's kind of cool about this. You know, we're always learning more about oncologic physical therapy, and so there's always opportunity to reflect on, maybe I should change this and it would be better. I'd have better outcomes. My patient would do better. Maybe we would have avoided blank altogether. So again, your case report does not have to be this perfect patient who absolutely did everything right. It's more about, can you demonstrate that you are a competent clinician with expertise in oncologic physical therapy? So if this is something that excites you, which I really sincerely hope that it does, because it has absolutely changed my practice, even as a still relatively fresh physical therapist, I hope you will join us in our upcoming webinar on April 20th. In this webinar, we're covering the three things that you need in order to absolutely just crush, ace your application for the oncologic specialty certification exam, and then what are the next steps you need to then start preparing effectively for your exam. Again, that's taking place April 20th. The link to register is in the show notes, and I sincerely hope you will join us for this free webinar. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the OncoPT podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you at our webinar on April 20th. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the OncoPT podcast. For more episodes, visit theoncopt.com.